Today's Davos Masechus Rosh Hashanah, the Chav Test, the final mission of our Perek, is an Agadah, a beautiful passage of Chazal. Rather than teaching any specific halacha, we're usually used to in the Mishnah to learn halacha, although the end of the Mishnah does give us some halachic discussion. But on the surface, it does not automatically connect with the main topic of our Perek, and for that matter, the entire Masechet of Rosh Hashanah altogether. The Pasuk from the Battle of Amalek is quoted. The Battle of Amalek, when the Jewish people left Egypt left Mitzrayim, and they were attacked on their way to the land of Israel. That passage is quoted, it quotes that Moshe raises his hands, and the Torah reports that the victory was experienced at that moment. Asks the Mishnah, asks the Chachamim in the Mishnah, Could it be that the hands of Moshe enabled the battle to be won or the battle to be lost? What is such a symbol coming to tell us? Rather, Moshe's hands were symbols of tefillah, were symbols of prayer. That when the Jewish people would look towards Moshe, and they were mishabed their hearts, they had kavana, they had tefillah. There was no magic or miracle over here. And the same was true with the nachash nechoshet, the fiery serpent that Moshe was told to create, to craft, to enable those who had been injured to look at it and be healed, not because the metallic object had a mysterious healing power, but because it enabled and encouraged people's kavana talev, their intent, directed towards Hashem. Therefore, the underlying message of this Mishnah is about kavana talev. Beautiful continue on from the previous Mishnah, which discussed the fact that we have to do mitzvot with intent, and in general, our perak, which is all about listening with intent to the blasts of the shofar, on Rosh Hashanah. The earlier Mishnah had quoted from the book of Yoshua regarding the war with Yericho, the battle of Yericho, to destroy those walls, to come in and conquer the land of Israel. In other words, Moshe's hands were able to motivate a halachic reaction of increased intent, increased kavanah, the miraculous fallout, falling of the walls of Yericho in the battle for Yericho through the sounding of the shofar and the victory, of course, over Amalek through the prayer to Hashem, through Moshe's hands, which represent prayer, we find this elsewhere in Tanakh as well. Broadening this, our entire Masechet is structured, this from the great idea from Avram Walfish, that Rosh Chodesh and Rosh Hashanah, the first, second, and third parak, are defined by two pathways, two ways, two avenues of connecting to Hashem, through Ri'iyah and through Shmiyah through sight and through sound. The first and second parak being focused on the idea of sight. And the third parak, the third parak being focused on sound. The sound of the shofar, lishmoa kol shofar. The joint factor being kavanah, kavanat halev, and kavanat ha'enaim, using our faculties to connect to Hashem. Driving this home, the Netziv asks in his Merome Sada, that there should be nothing special about Moshe's hands. We know so many instances where Moshe's hands were used, utilized, to bring out the miraculous, splitting the sea, and other great moments in the history of Am Yisrael. So what is our Mishnah coming to add? The Nitziv says beautifully, that when it came to the battle of Amalek, the battle had to be won naturally, and not through a miracle. And if Amalek, on a microcosm, is the Yetzir Hara, are those forces in our lives that try to battle us, that try to challenge us, to take us away from our mission. It's not something we can leave up to a miracle. We can't just look at some symbol and assume that the miracle and the victory is going to come. In other words, the battle could not have been won 
to Moshe's hands. It required the powerful energy in connecting to Hashem of each and every Jew in the nation.